0: Welcome to
1: the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Give us a call, 208-991-4783. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash detectives. Well, this episode of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Today we're going to begin a new series, Candy Mattson. Uh, the series was officially known when it was airing as Candy Matson Yukon 28209, uh, though in the two pilot episodes, there's a different phone number used. Candy Matson began airing uh, in 1949, which is uh, key to remember. Uh the audition we're going to hear today was recorded a couple months after Pat Novak for Hire uh debuted over ABC. Uh like Candy Madsen, Pat Novak began as a San Francisco based program uh recorded in San Francisco and then went national in nineteen forty nine. Clearly private detective shows there was some uh promise in that, and so in San Francisco uh, another private detective show was going to air. Uh, and it was written by Monty Masters, uh, who had written some other of the San Francisco-based uh, programming, such as The Mad Masters, Light Playhouse, and Ready for Brady. This would clearly be the most memorable uh, production. The show had to be careful not to be just a carbon copy of... Pat Novak for hire. That just would not work. It had to develop its own style and voice. And here uh, you have a very unique uh, series in that it developed its style with a female protagonist as a hard-boiled private eye. And while there had been many uh, programs scattered throughout the golden age of radio that featured a female lead, none was ever quite like Candy Manson. The show was... Recorded in San Francisco and was as San Franciscan as Rossini or the Golden Gate Bridge. It focused on real locations, real streets, and it included San Francisco celebrities as part of the uh, program. The program certainly stands out from its many uh, competitors. But it was not trying to be groundbreaking in the sense that many television series both have tried and continue to be. Rather, throughout its run, it remained a show that was quirkily entertaining and never took itself too seriously. I enjoy it, and I hope you will as well. So for the next 14 weeks, we're going to listen to Candy Matson, and we're going to start out with the uh, first uh, audition, and they work out a few kinks we'll see when we play next week's show. But uh, this was recorded on April the 4th of 1949, It is the Donna Dunham case. Let's go ahead and we'll take a listen. Hello, Candy Mattson.
2: I understand you've been hired to find out who knocked off Donna Dunham.
3: Abrupt and right to the point. That's my business, old man who talks like a ghost.
2: Take care of your health, little lady. Donna Dunham is dead. Let her stay like that.
3: You take care of your Q's and I'll show my P's, understood?
2: Not quite. Listen to this.
3: Oh, goody goody. Bullets now delivered by phone. Thanks for the slug. I'll have it identified later.
2: Maybe you'll be identified later. Remember what I said, Candy Matson. Forget about Donna Dunham.
3: It can be matched. I like money, lots of it. That's why I became a private eye. And too you meet such interesting people. Mostly dead. But getting back to the cash angle, that's why I took on the Donna Dunham case. I knew it was full of dynamite. But a girl has to eat now and then, maintain a penthouse on Telegraph Hill and keep the morals out of a few mink coats, doesn't she? Sure. And a shot fired into your room from across the street at three in the morning is just one of those occupational hazards. So I took the job, and the 500, and went to work. Like to hear how the whole thing started? Yeah, leave us proceed to Act One. I'd had a hard day at the office, sleeping all day, and I needed a bit of a tonic to pick me up. So the natural thing to do was to ground loop into the marigold room and see what could be done. As I sank down onto one of the padded stools, the dispenser approached. Make it a martini, my good man, very dry. So dry it comes out like a blotter.
4: Look, lady, nothing would give me more pleasure, but I can't serve you here unless you have an escort.
3: What? Oh, I, I'm I'm waiting
4: for someone. That's what they all say.
3: But he'll be here very soon. I
4: know, I know. It never fails.
3: Why, you low-minded croc. For two cents, I'd not. See, your... I
4: arrived just in
5: time. Save your two cents, my dear.
4: Huh?
5: You heard what the lady said. A martini. Uh, make it two. Uh,
4: uh yeah, uh, sure. I, I thought it was just another one of those. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, two martinis.
5: Well, saved from a fate worse than death. Matson
4: who
3: are you
5: A natural question
3: and I'd like a natural answer.
5: Roberts is my name, Warren Roberts. Oh, I own a few steamships hither and yon about the world.
3: Oh, yes, I know. I took a trip on one of your scows. once. The food was a nightmare's nightmare.
5: How do you think I came to be a millionaire?
3: Ah, uh-huh. I see your point. How did you know my name, and what do you want?
5: I have a business proposition to make to you, Miss Matson.
3: You're sure it's business, Mr. Roberts.
5: Strictly business,
3: Miss Matson. Call me Candy. You tell me the details and I'll tell you what it'll cost you. Fair enough. But don't think. You can always make it back on your food.
5: Well, I can hardly tell you here. Uh, Suppose we drop over to my place.
3: But I want that martini. My
5: man will make us a batch over there.
3: The things I do to make a living... Okay, let's go. Hey, uh, how about these drinks?
5: Uh, here you are, my man, and save the martinis for some poor wayward soul who hasn't the wherewithal to make the purchase.
2: Oh, uh, good evening, Mr. Roberts. I, I didn't know you were expecting company. Uh, so soon
5: after... Take Miss Matson's things, Montgomery, and bring us some martinis. Uh, they're all made, sir. Good. Good. Let's go into the drawing room, shall we?
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Modest little mousetrap, isn't it? And I'll bet it's had a good path beaten to its door, too. <laughs>
5: quite a sense of humor you have, Candy.
3: <laughs> well, it helps now and then.
5: Here. Sit down here. That's it. I, uh...
3: I can't quite see you. It's like being behind a retaining wall. Oh, well, I'll just listen. What's the topic of conversation...
5: A young lady named Donna Dunham.
3: Aha! Uh-huh, the female element. What is your connection?
5: Well, strictly that of a patron. Oh. Miss Dunham was a hat check girl over at the Scarlet Dawn. I heard her sing one night. I decided right then and there that I was going to sponsor her career. Was. Yes. Donna Dunham was murdered early this morning. By you. What? Are you out of your head?
3: Yes, when I think of the fee I'm going to get from you. I uh, beg your pardon, sir. The martinis.
5: Oh, oh yes. Uh, put them down there, Montgomery. Yes. Very good, Montgomery. I won't need anything else tonight.
3: Thank you, sir. Good night, Miss. Uh, good night. Uh, d- don't sleep too tight. May I? Mm, certainly may. I've been waiting far too long for one of these. There you are. Mm. Well, as a sponsor, you didn't pick a protege with great lasting qualities, did you?
5: No, I didn't. She was so young, so very lovely. Will you take the case, Miss Matson?
3: What do I have to go on?
5: Oh, very little. Well, my suspicions point to a musician who worked at the Scarlet Dawn. He seemed to resent very strongly my stepping into the picture.
3: Were they going to get
5: it? Off and on. Until I started to back Donna's career,
3: a very interesting triangle. What do the police have to say?
5: The police, Miss Matson, have not yet been notified. What? I went over there this morning and I discovered the body lying on the floor. I became confused. I, I locked the door and called the Scarlet Dawn. I told the manager that Miss Dunham was quite ill and wouldn't be able to appear tonight.
3: Extremely ill, I'd say. Hmm. This is fine. You realize you're in trouble, don't
5: you? Yes, I do. And
3: that if I take this case, I'm sticking my neck out too. Exactly. My uh, fee is five hundred.
5: That's a fair price in advance. Well, I'll make out a check immediately. Oh, won't you have another martini? I, uh,
3: yes. I don't think so.
5: You know, you are very beautiful. Ah, oh,
3: thank you. But I already have a sponsor.
5: And your lips are very, very kissable.
3: The best you can buy for Max Factors.
5: Are you sure you don't want
3: another martini? Look, Roberts, let's get this straight. You're in the middle of a jackpot. Make that check out right now so I can join you. Then it's up to me to spring the both of us. In the meantime, get that glint out of your eye the one that's wired for wolf calls. Understood? Very well I'll get started right away. Where does the late Miss Dunham live?
5: just on the edge of Chinatown twenty seven B Gresham alley it's the only three flat house on the block
3: I'll find it and you you just stick right here and don't poke your face out of the door now the check if you will Now, listen, you. If you think you're going to get... Well, send me back to the last line in the chorus if it isn't old Hawkshaw himself.
4: Yeah, that's right. Hiya, Candy.
3: Now, how you ever got to be a police detective, I'll never know. I heard you trailing me for the last two blocks.
4: Maybe I wanted you to hear me. What are you doing over in Chinatown, Candy?
3: I like tomato chow yuck.
4: Uh-huh. Something up?
3: Not with you around the is it?
4: Look, Candy, just a little word of caution. We're laying for you. Oh. The chief isn't very happy about you busting up that Newton case last month.
3: Somebody had to. The score was still tied in the 27th inning.
4: Stop gagging, Candy. What are you doing around here? You don't like tomato chow yuck that much.
3: Well, maybe that oriental music sends me. By the way, where's the Scarlet Dawn, Melly?
4: Huh? Uh, right down there on the corner.
3: Come on. I'll buy you a double Mickey.
4: Uh, no thanks. I just had one. And listen, Candy, take a tip. Don't interfere with the work of the police.
3: Don't worry about me, Mary. And you take a tip too. Next time you trail somebody, get yourself a pair of tennis shoes. Yes, Miss. Would
2: you like a table.
3: No sir, uh, no.
0: Something I can do?
3: Hmm. Oh, oh yes. I'm I'm a friend of Donna Dunham's. She wanted me to come over and tell you that she's feeling better. She'll be back at work tomorrow night. Well, oh, that's good. Uh, business at
2: the hot Check Stand no good without her.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's a great girl. By the way, I I, I don't see her boyfriend tonight. Boyfriend? You know the. The fellow who plays in the band? Oh, Donny Andrini. No, he got night off. Oh, too bad. She wanted me to tell him, too. Yep, too bad. Oh, maybe you'll find him at the Lotus Hotel. He lived there. Oh, sure. The Lotus. Yes, I'll check there. And thank you very much.
0: Rembrandt Watson speaking. Yes, I know.
3: Now look. Photographs
0: taken at reasonable prices.
3: I know, Rembrandt. Family uh,
0: groups I... and portraits, especially. Also.
3: Rembrandt, this is I, Candy Matson. Fine
0: colored pictures. Of, what? Candy Matson?
3: That's right.
0: By all the furies of Zeus. Why did you have to call just now? I was wooing the muse that only Bacchus can create, probing the infinitesimal heights a soul can reach from the tear of the grape. And you have to call and spoil it all. Look,
3: Rembrandt, uncross your eyes and listen to
0: me. I shall listen, my Lily, but undoubtedly I won't like it. What skullduggery are you up to now?
3: I'm knee-deep in something that smells as high as the Oakland mudflats.
0: A towering comparison. What is it?
3: I can't tell you now, but I want you to do me a favor. Get your finest camera and go over to 27B Gresham Alley. Get inside and take all the pictures you can at the place.
0: Won't I be intruding?
3: No. There's a very attractive young lady there. How mm.
0: delightful. She's dead. How dull. I dislike intensely one sided conversations. All right. What do I do then? Go
3: back to your place and get me some prints as fast as you can.
0: I go, but not willingly. Only for you would I forsake the mood I have achieved through prodigious application.
3: Bully for you, Laddie Buck. I'll see
4: you at your place in about an hour.
3: Pardon me. Are uh, are you the night clerk?
2: I ain't sitting bull. Yes, we have no rooms. Uh,
3: I'm not here for a room.
2: Oh? Well, uh, maybe there's something I can do for you.
3: Yes. Uh, could you tell me if Mr. Danny Andrini is in?
2: No, he isn't. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen him all day.
3: Uh, y- yes, I know. Th- there's a reason... We had to take him to the hospital this morning. What? Yes. He's he's under observation for appendicitis. Oh, I'm
4: sorry to hear that.
3: So, I was wondering if you'd let me have his key. Huh? He wants me to bring in his portable radio. Oh, well,
4: does he have
2: one?
3: Why, sir? Did you ever know a musician who didn't own a portable radio?
2: <laughs> well, I know, come to think of it. I... Yeah, yeah, here's the key. It's uh, room
4: 418. Thank you. You're very kind. Uh, Not at all. Not at all.
3: All right, Candy Matson. Start making like a private eye. Letters, letters. Yes, over here. Promising. A whole pile up. Of... Well, let's try this one. <whistles> Dear Danny, I don't know how to start this, but your accusations last night need some sort of answering. I'm not in love with Warren Roberts and so never will be. You've just proven to be a very kind and gracious friend. You must realize that I have placed my singing career above everything else, and I've wanted to... <laughs> well, leave this in the issue, can
4: Oh. Hello, you. Hello. I was wondering if I could be of any assistance.
3: Oh, no. It, it seems Mr. Andini
4: was out of oh. his head. I mean, he
3: doesn't seem to have a portable radio. Oh. I'll, uh, I'll just be on my way. Oh, now what's the rush? You don't have to leave right away? Wouldn't you like a drink or something? Mm, no, not right now. I, I am pressed for time. Oh. I tell you what, though, I'll be back later. How's that? Fine. Well, let's make it next Witson time, huh? Goodbye.
0: On my soul, I'd like to have the popcorn concession here tonight. Come in, come in.
3: Rembrandt, you're a double crosser.
0: I, a double-crosser, my dear, you're mistaken. Oh? The only time I double-crossed was out in the country. I passed over a bridge, then I had to double-cross back. Oh, no. I found I'd left my knapsack with some rare vintage in it on the other side. What
3: are you doing here? You haven't had time to get the pictures I wanted.
0: That's just the point. To elucidate, I arrived at 27B Gresham Alley and found it to be a most loathsome location. That's beside the point. What happened? I couldn't get in. Oh,
3: Rembrandt, I, I, I've done you a grave injustice. Of course, you couldn't get in. Warren Roberts has the key. Is
0: this Minion Roberts?
3: I'll tell you later. We've got to work fast. Mallard sniffed something in the wrong key, and the police will be in on the deal before long.
0: Mallard, the gumshoe? That's
3: right. I've just got to get pictures of the layout so I can study them.
0: In my own fumbling fashion, Candy, my love. I have given birth to an idea.
3: Even from you, Rembrandt, I'll take it. I'm grabbing at straws.
0: Straws. Very effective with tall, cool pollen.
3: Never mind now. What's your idea?
0: Let us high ourselves to a locksmith. Present ourselves as man and wife, and a peasant will make us a key. Voila! Entree to the murdery's apartment. No, Rembrandt, that'll never work. Oh, wait a minute. Three flats to the
3: house. I used to live in just that kind of a house out on Fulton Street when I was a kid.
0: Innosciating thought.
3: In Those flats are identical. If we can get into the flat above, we can get what we want. I think
0: I've your reasoning, Candy. In other words, the living room is just the same. That's right. The dining room, likewise. Check. And the same goes for the bedroom, the kitchen, and even the, uh...
3: That's right, even in there. Uh,
0: what are we waiting for? Let's go slumming in Gresham Alley. Go ahead, Rembrandt. Ring the bell. Always I must do the labor. Oh, fool. Well, I hope we don't disturb the dead in the middle flat.
3: You won't. From what I hear, she was done in sort of permanently.
0: Hmm, there's no one at home. Come on, Candy. Let's return and see what Bacchus has to offer.
3: No oh, wait, thought I heard something. There, you see? Got all your flashbulbs?
0: As they say in the old country, I lost my marbles. Open the door. Beauty before age, my
3: dear.
0: Thank you, mm. it's dark In it? the It's a peculiar aroma, definitely smacks of the far east. Yeah. Something you folks wanted? Chuck
3: up Andy. me. your okay. too. Why, uh, yes, may we come up? What do you want? Well, we're with a magazine. The Ha-House Lovely. We want to take a few photographs
2: of your place. At this hour?
0: Working press is never shackled by the hands on a clock, sir.
2: Sounds phony to me, but come on up. What do you want to take pictures of this beat up joint for?
3: Well, you you see it, it's comparison. The old and the new. We've already taken pictures of a flat similar to this, only it's been remodeled. This well, this is perfect for the contract.
2: Mm. Uh, I guess it's all right. Go ahead.
0: Uh, start with the hall, Rembrandt. Lodger, my pretty. Let's see. This should be just about that. Right. hmm.
3: Now the uh, the bedroom. That should be off the hall here. Oh, yes. Uh, Shoot from the door, Rembrandt. Can you get the entire room? Mm,
0: Not quite, but most of it. That'll do. Just a moment. Ah. There we are. You cats work fast. Uh,
3: What was that?
2: I said you work fast.
0: Uh, Yes. Now, in
3: the bathroom, do you have a tub or a shower?
2: Why, uh, why don't you see for yourself?
3: No. On second thought, I
2: I think that's about all we need. Sandy, you said that we Come
3: along, Rembrandt, and uh, thank you very much. Uh, That's
2: okay, and don't slam the door. The lady downstairs is sound asleep.
0: Rembrandt, I
3: think I've got this thing lit.
0: Are you referring to this case or my desire to return to the arms of Bacchus? That I could never live. I'm talking about the case. But I need help, Rembrandt. I am
3: here? No. That's not enough. I need the big, strong arm of the law.
0: Oh, no. Candy, you traitor.
3: I hate to admit it, but I need somebody like Mallard.
0: Am I being paid? Hmm? Oh, no. It's the wicked genie. Yikes, it's the dumb shoe.
4: Yep. In
0: person. Mallard, how did you get here?
4: I took your advice and bought some tennis shoes. (laughs) All right, Spill, what goes on? Been following you around till I'm punchy. Start talking, Candy.
3: Okay, so you heard me. I do need your help, Mallard. Sadly. There was a young girl murdered yesterday at 27B Gresham Alley.
4: Is that the place you just came from? That's right. Why don't we ever hear of these things? Oh,
3: I get exclusive rights. Anyway, I think I have the whole deal figured out. You can have full credit, Marley, but you've got to take my advice.
4: It hurts, but go ahead.
3: Now go back to 27C, Gresham, Alley. That's the top flat. Mm-hmm. You'll find a character there named Danny Andrini. Right. Take him. Then get out 5711 to
4: 5711 Pacific Street as fast as you can. Uh, all right, I'll do it. But, Caddy, so help me, if this is a foul up on you, the new look with stripes is going to be very fashionable.
0: She knows what she's doing, Mallard. When you get back to Gresham Alley, just tell Mr. Andrini that you're from House Lovely.
2: He'll adore you.
3: Brent, I just hope my man Montgomery hasn't retired as yet.
0: What are we doing out here on Pacific, Candy? This is it out of our league.
3: All of a sudden I've become socially conscious. Come on, Montgomery, answer the door. Ah, right on cue.
2: I beg your pardon. Did you ring?
3: No, Montgomery. We we crossed the moat and used a battering ram.
2: I'm sorry, young lady. Mr. Roberts doesn't wish to be disturbed.
3: Look, Montgomery, remember me? I was here earlier this evening. Mr. Roberts and I had a martini together.
0: Martinis? Well, it was worth a safari out here after all. Uh-uh. Oh, I'm uh, sorry, miss. I didn't recognize you at first. Uh, yes, do come in,
2: won't you? I'm the light dawned. <coughs> if you will just wait in the drawing room, miss, I'll inform Mr. Roberts of your presence.
0: Thank you very much, Mr. Miller. I used to know a chap like that in the British Army. By continual groveling and studied abjectiveness, he worked his way up to the rank of a private. (laughs) Thanks, Renzette. That's the first laugh I've had tonight. What's the pitch, Candy? I don't get it. You will, in a minute. You hear the patter of little feet.
5: Miss Matson, what's the idea? I thought you were going to check with me by phone.
3: Mr. Roberts, this thing is bigger than either of us. I just couldn't wait.
5: Uh,
3: Is there a martini in the house?
5: I'll have Montgomery serve in just a moment.
3: I don't think there'll be time, Mr. Robert. Well, yeah. Where is she? Upstairs. You really loved her, didn't you? Madly. That just about describes it, madly. While you were, shall we say, sponsoring her career, you thought she was playing around with Danny and Ginny as well.
2: Yes, she was. You're
3: wrong, Robert. I have a letter from Donna Dunham to Danny Andrini. In effect, she told him to blow, skedaddle, vamoose. What? That's right. So it seems we have a slight case of mistaken murder on our hands, doesn't
5: it? Yes. On one hand. On the other, I have two in mind that will be deliberate. You asked for it, Miss Mattson. Too bad you had to bring your friend along.
0: I wouldn't if I were you, Robert. A fighter has a pistol. I thought you said he
5: served martinis. This isn't exactly a social moment. I know how you privatize work, your lone wolves. You confide in no one. So with a pull of the finger, I erase all evidence. Just
4: like this. He's
3: dead. Oh, I'm really grateful to you. But where on earth did you come from?
4: Like I say, Candy, you just can't
0: beat these tennis shoes. Well, that fills everything up except for one thing. Where do we go now for the martinis?
3: And that's how it happened. My phone rings and I'm into the... Darndest message you ever heard of. Sure Roberts killed her. He was jealous. And I knew I was on the right track when Rembrandt said the apartment above Donna Dunham smelled like the Far East. It was tobacco odor, the same Turkish aroma I had smelled in Robert's home out on Pacific Street.
0: Danny Andrew?
3: Well he was waiting for Roberts to return. He was going to kill him. He knew that Roberts had rented the flat above Dunham for, uh, sponsoring purposes. Donna was a nice kid. She was just caught in the middle. Black.
1: Welcome back. Well, we can kind of see the Novak, uh, Novakian, uh, influence here in a couple of instances. First is uh, obviously the tough-talking line of patter from uh, Candy as well as uh, her sidekick uh, being a bit of an alcoholic. Uh, this element would actually disappear when the show went to air date. And the character of Rembrandt Watson would develop in an entirely different direction. It will be interesting to hear next week how they go ahead and fine-tune this series. Well, now we turn to listener comments and feedback. Joel comments, uh, I guess in preparation for the show, uh, love that you included a woman detective and really enjoy your comments as well as the great shows. Thank you for all your efforts. Actually, thinking of Joel's comment it may have been in regards to the episode we played of uh, Columbia Workshop a week and a half ago. Well, thanks so much for all your comments. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday with Let George Do It, and join us again next Tuesday for another episode of Candy Madsen. In the meanwhile, send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net, give us a call, 208-991-4783, and follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives.